Or you want to get right into it? Cause Let's do it. I don't know enough, so this is going to be like wide open. So anyway, welcome to BMX in our blood. Thank you for doing this, Brand. Glad to be here. And Victoria's sitting in. Hi, Victoria. Sponsored by Powers Black Chop. I always forget that in the intro, so I end up having to add it. So I'm trying to do it well, now. Well, let's not forget this time. Powers yeah. Bike Shop. Yeah, that's Sponsor. right. So he helps out with podcasts, and which is which is really good of him. So it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I can only tell you that when I think about you, well, first of all, I think of you hustling all the way to, to Trumbull, Connecticut, for the Scotty Jam, which was the first time I met you in person, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So that was cool. You guys drove out. Victoria was there. Two years and, ago? Yeah, it was two, two summers ago. And I was just catching on what you were riding. Um, but since then, a lot of things have changed. So. Uh, how long have you been riding? Why don't we start with that? Coming up on 13, 12 or 13 years. Really? Two, something. And yeah. how old are you now? 25. Oh, okay. It'll be 13 years. And how long have you lived in this lovely part of the country? <laughs> <laughs> My whole life. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So you guys both have roots here, like family and, and all? Yep. Okay. And you don't live right in Cleveland as much as we'd all like to think you actually live here. Yeah, no, I'm an hour south. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got Torrey Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Kind of halfway between. All right. Ish. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're at Ray's. Ray's Mountain. Yeah. Park. Yeah. The Shout best. out to Ray's for letting us use the, the VIP room to do this as well. Yeah. On a busy day because this is Old Fool's Weekend, right? Yep. We're about to be bombarded by... A thousand old dudes on bikes. Right, right. Hey, easy on that. Man. I'm 48. <laughs> I'm I don't getting need, there too. I don't need that kind of scrap talk from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You got that straight. I don't think I could have kept going. Um, yeah, there. It's it's definitely. It, I think. Uh, does Rich Hop, Hoppy uh, help put this on, or is that someone? No, else? it's it's Shane Bowen, oh, and he runs Old Fools. Mm. And then in a part of that. Brian Wick does a chili cook-off here every oh, year. Okay. So there's like a chili cooking contest going on nice. at the same time. So if I didn't have enough heartburn last night, I'll get you're it. In I'll today. get it tonight. All right. <laughs> you're in. It's the weirdest thing when you're laid up for a while like I am and you're so used to riding or exercising mm-hmm. in some way. It's that you just, nothing digests as fast. Like you, yeah. your body just can't. You just and can't. you have a lot more free time, I bet, too. No. No? No. I, I work every day. Still, it's, it's, it's a little tough and probably not the smartest thing, but I also can't afford to not get paid. Right. You know, I, I didn't buy disability. But like the time that you would have spent riding, now you can't, so you have all that time? Yes. Yeah. Um, I couldn't move for a little bit, like enough to be able to drive my van. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of stuck. I stacked up some... some interviews before uh well one i finished one that i really needed to finish that three-part trail series yeah. that i did so i grabbed the last one it was the weekend before surgery so i was like i was good i had one one-on-one uh mm-hmm. podcast left to put up and then the three-part series so i actually got to meet one of those guys the guy he's, he said he gave you the idea for that Oh, Derek. His helmet with the... Rope. Yeah, yeah, Derek. Can, yeah, yeah, the rope. <laughs> yeah, the safest helmet I've ever seen, Derek. My yeah, God, Derek. Yeah, we got to describe I that can't... a little better. It's a helmet, but instead of a strap, it's like some 
some twine yeah. that ties it together. Oh, it's like hay bale twine. Yeah. If that. I don't even think it's that strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Derek. Oh my gosh. No, he's a great guy. He he hit me up with the idea to do the trail series and I think he may have asked me earlier in the year, but it just worked out and it was like, you know what, yeah, we'll give it a try. And yeah. And it and it was it's obviously somewhat regional when you get people listening to this. And I talked to you about I'm talking to you about this because well, let's get right into it. You do a lot of a, a lot of um, YouTube work, uh, a lot of YouTube work, right? And so you're always working on content that may not come through until later, and you oh, just have ideas yeah. that are always going in your head, things like that. So Garrick's deal turned out to be a good time to do it. Although it would have been nice to go when the trails were all running, but we oh, were yeah. already done for the year. So. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It wasn't something I, I knew exactly how to handle, but it worked out. Everything yeah. works out. That's the beauty of this whole BMX thing is no one really cares if it sounds like crap. They're just happy to hear from people that they don't really know. They kind yeah, of know, oh, but don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so little of long-form content. At least there oh. was so little I know. of it. I and, know. Then, and then you started this and it just like, now everyone's now doing it. Everyone has one. But it's awesome because there's no way that you would get to interview people in California. Right. And there's no way that people in California would be talking to people from Connecticut. Yeah. So like everybody can talk and now like people in Florida and yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, there's, everyone's doing there's something. There's so much good stuff and it's Everyone has their own take and their own voice in, you know, voice in BMX, their interpretation maybe. So, I uh, I'm like more than merrier. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, it's. They're not I, taking away from you. No. You know. So. Well, what are yeah. you gonna take? Exactly. You're not gonna, <laughs> gonna take anything. There's nothing that I have from this. Right. It's all. That's why I like doing it because it's really. It's solely for the purpose of pushing, you know, to have people. I don't want to say it's a race against time. That would sound kind of weird, but you want to document the older guys while you can, get yeah. them while you can. Like, oh yeah, it's it's cool. And then these guys are also active at the same time, so it's nice to have people here that, hey, this guy's you know fifty mm-hmm. and he's he's still riding awesome, and here's what his real life is about. He actually works, you know. A lot of yeah. people, that's the biggest misconception I think in doing these doing these interviews or. Or YouTube is everyone just thinks we don't work. Mm-hmm. How could you possibly work and do all? Eh, you find a way. We don't watch TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. And you stay up till two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. When other people are normally doing other things, you're working on. Your yeah. Stuff. Well, tell me, tell me, I'm jumping around a little bit, and I'll keep doing it because that's just my style is to be kind of jumping around and you know. It's conversation. Yeah. So, tell me about the. I guess um, the variety of content you're putting out and, and is it all YouTube now? Right now? I mean, yes and no. Um, on YouTube, every week I put out at the least four videos. So uh-huh. we've got normal like riding videos during the week and then uh-huh. on Tuesday there'll be a Tip Tuesday video of some sort talking about something to do with bikes or pads or just how to do something, how to work on your bike, hacks, things like that. And then on Friday, I'll do a BMX news video talking about everything that happened in the previous week 
And then once a month, uh, Montana Ricky records himself talking about a rider that he wants to spotlight. And then he sends me that footage. I cut it up, add the proper, like, cut in video. And and then I make, like, a little one to two minute edit at the end of that using that person's, like, Instagram clips with a song that kind of fits them. So we do all of that. So you get your how to's, you get, you get three videos a week, you've got your, your uh, weekly report, we'll call it. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is always, which is always cool because you cover, how do you do it? How does he do it? you like, <laughs> yeah, you say you stay up till midnight. I mean, I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how you do it and it's clean, everything looks great where, it looks clean already. Which is, that's awesome I, to hear because yeah. I feel like, because I'm recording with a, a cell phone, you know, mm-hmm. using green screen. So to me, it doesn't look like as good as it could, I guess, being like a video person. Right. But I'll never get to see it from the perspective of someone who doesn't know what goes into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I definitely, I definitely know. And, you know, as the old, old saying goes, we're, we are all our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I try. I actually try not to listen to mine, because what I have in my mind is I just have to go with that. If I listen, then I start to critique myself too much, and yeah, it just pulls back on the process. I think. it makes it take longer. I think that's the one thing that's huge with what I've been doing is like I don't have time to sit there and like nitpick on myself with specific videos. Yeah. So like. I just put it out there, mm-hmm. even if I might like I might see ideas. I'm like I don't have time to do that, but I'm gonna right. put it out there anyways, which kind of I think helps just getting getting yourself to be done with something. You know right. what I mean? Right. It, yeah, and you kind of have to because the next week's going to present a whole bunch of yeah. If you new let it material. stack up, you gotta keep yeah. going. You know, I'm not even doing that. I'm just trying to get to each person, and obviously the questions are a big part of it. I use. Uh, questions from Instagram when yeah I, when I post that I'm going to do a, a podcast um, that my mine is quite a bit easier than yours yeah so it's I give a totally you a, different I, wheelhouse though yeah just workload and I'm just I give you a lot of credit because it's been how long have you been putting out some kind of content and then forever more, more <laughs> stuff added? I mean I've I've started making videos as soon as I started riding bikes so really? I've been putting out videos for going on 13 years. Since you were just a young Since teenager. I was 13 years old. I mean, I have yeah. a video of the first ever trick that I ever did on a bike. Really? Yeah, and it's all, like, because videos back mm-hmm. then were so bad quality compared to today. Right. All of the video up until a certain point takes up, like, not even a gigabyte. So I have everything. I'm talking wow. even, like, attempts. Really? From certain days of filming, yes. Yeah, so, like, wow. I've got all of that leading up to uh-huh. making, like, the Lip Lords videos. Yeah. So, I would say at that point in time, they're starting to be more and more. But there's always, like, periodical videos coming out. Yeah. And then when I started making YouTube videos, it was just kind of an extension of Instagram. Yeah. Because I would film way more than you could put on Instagram. Yeah. Way more than I wanted to put on Instagram. You know, you could post all day long, but I didn't want to do that. So I just put it together in like two to three minute videos and started doing that multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into a schedule like, I'm going to put videos out this day, this day, and this day. Right. So I filmed like every session, and now it's to the point where it's at where I'm filming 
this right. many videos they're lined up I've, it's coming out this day this day and this day and at the same time I'm filming with my real camera for like filming friends and yeah, yeah. having people film me and whatnot for like real projects at the same time so like right. I think a lot of people might think that all that I do is the YouTube side of stuff because mm -hmm. that's all you see so yeah, that's all it. you can know yeah, yeah. Right. but at the same time also working on like real what I would call Logic. real in quotes <laughs> content that could take a while that is taking a while I mean the parts that we have put together are spanning three years already oh my god wow yeah because I just it kind of got to the point where it was like like it's not for the views and for the attention mm -hmm. but when you put out a web video yeah. no one watches it anymore because there's just I don't know I think it migrated and there's so much that people pick and choose what they want to watch that's yeah so you just like nothing gets the attention I feel like it deserves so that's what that's why I wanted to talk to you today because I don't think for the amount of work you put in which is a lot it to put together a lot of content whether it's a weekly report or how-to's or whatever that's a lot of time it's not getting nearly as much attention as I think it should you know even though I don't ride your particular style of riding. Mm -hmm. Well, if you ride trails, we both ride trails. Yeah, I, that's the other thing too. Yeah, go, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say we we all do our own thing, but I think you're, I think you're doing a lot, and I, I think more people need to be like clued into just you got to find this and watch it because it's for all levels, right? Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I got videos showing you how to put a stem on yeah. and I got videos showing you how to I don't know put front brakes on yeah. so like everything from a very beginner to someone who wants to ride front right, brakes right right didn't you ask Victoria to do uh, didn't he built a bike like I have all my old my parts and whatnot, and yeah. she built the bike all herself that's awesome with, just with me like saying certain things yeah, yeah. you know because you can mess things up if you don't know certain things sure that's yeah. all of the input I put in everything else was just her doing it you just figured it out you just took the pile of parts and said this maybe she's been around it so long that she just knows yeah what do you mean by that how long have you been around it Victoria seven years going on seven years that you guys have been together mm -hmm. alright so you Oh, yeah, seven years. Like, I think you probably need to get faster at building bikes. Then, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's really, I think it's really cool, and you guys have a, have a really cool just dynamic between the two of you. And I, and I'm sure you couldn't do everything you do without Victoria and vice versa. So, oh, absolutely. I think it's 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 awesome. But so, uh, so back to the YouTube stuff. There's there's so much planning, right? And then. It, to get these weekly reports and then all the how-tos and, mm -hmm. and maybe it's uh, do, you, do you just interject things like uh, that aren't normally scheduled because oh, you have something that's yeah like, at, like right now uh, on Wednesday when we were here Catfish mm -hmm. showed up at the same time and who is the announcer for Nitro uh, Circus and he's done all kinds of was he doing CI for some or something he fees? used to announce for Simple Session that's what and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he showed up, uh -huh. and uh, Montana Ricky's gonna be here next Saturday. So yeah. I was like, let's film a clip for Montana Ricky. So we did it, and then we're yeah. like, 
you know, we could probably do more. Yeah. And then we just kept going, and everything worked. It was oh, like a day right. of every single thing we wanted to do. It I remember you told me you were like, I just had the best day. It was ever. the most productive <laughs> filming day of my life. I mean, we made I made an entire split edit between mm-hmm. Catfish and I. It's uh-huh. two minutes long. Yeah. So like, that's not something that normally planned for videos, but I'm sure. gonna put that out on Monday. Yeah. And like. I have a video that I'm going to upload tomorrow. I don't normally put videos up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just, I have so much stuff that I could do. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to spread it out further than it needs to be. Yeah. I, I'm trying to stay with once a week, but I think it's starting to slip. Well, podcasts bit. are just, it's almost not practical unless yeah. that's your full-time gig. So I tried to do a podcast too, yeah, yeah. and it was, it was fine during the winter. But as soon as it gets warm out, you're like, all right, I'm riding every single day. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to do this. And yeah. and I kind of have a, a luxury in Ray's brings people from far away. Mm. So, like, you have to travel. Like, you came all the way to Cleveland to do these. Yeah. Whereas I just drive an hour away and people are coming here. Yes. And I can catch them for that. Oh, I totally get that. And that was the idea behind it, and then it just kind of it fell off because it's yeah it's so hard to schedule people and it, just it, make scheduling it happen. people is yeah it it's tough because people people want to do it, but they also want to ride. So, yeah. So to the people that um, I did Scotty Oakley last night, which I told you he rode during the day. I think they came up for the day, and then we did it last night but by the time we got settled in and got going it was 10 so we weren't done till after midnight mm-hmm. twelve thirty, something like that and then back at it this morning but I'm probably off subject here now so yeah so me coming here it, to grab interviews is, is awesome plus it's not a bad place to hang out oh, so it's like Disneyland on bikes yeah exactly but uh, Wheel Mill is a little closer by two mm-hmm. hours so it's, it's still an eight hour hike but get a lot of them through wheel mill uh, because so many people come through there just because that's the place that I usually go because it's closer mm-hmm. so this is usually like a once a once a winter stop yeah but um, but yeah just not even from that Pittsburgh scene but like Gary Young and and uh, who else is in that Tom group? Dugan Tom Dugan yeah Kaczynski was kind of yeah he was yeah he was part of that too um Nuno from Odyssey helped me get that set up. So mm-hmm. that's the only time I've done people from the West Coast too, uh, because this is primarily it's really supposed to be like in in East Coast, the the coast that's not getting enough love. I, I oh, don't think. Yeah, you're totally and right there. I I don't, I don't know why I'm so cautious. Saying, listen, no one is paying attention to the East Coast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm firm it. with that. You know, I, just, I mean, it's totally true that there's always those specific people mm-hmm. you know who are on the east coast that get that attention but I yeah. feel like not too many though but at the same time you gotta think about it like BMX can't highlight everyone so no. like I always try to think about it both sides of things so like mm-hmm. yeah there's the people who get the specific attention from BMX and the media and all that stuff but those mm-hmm. are the, the biggest people out there so like yeah, people just fly under the radar right? and because you're not around mm-hmm. all of those media guys. You just kind of, it just doesn't really, happen unless you make it happen. Mm-hmm. And the only people I can think of that are really, should be 
pretty much available doing it full time are guys that uh, do vlogs. Mm-hmm. And those are city guys, New York City guys, or just outside of the city. But guys like Austin Augie or Bill Perry yeah. or um, Anthony Panza, those type of guys. But that's pretty. Those those guys. Well, I suppose Anthony was finishing school, but um, that's kind of like it for people that can actually they're they're living off it and I don't know if they're living off of the YouTube part and no. slides, slides <laughs> no I think that's a misconception yeah, too maybe Austin a little bit but still I don't I don't see a lot of it but those guys are pretty much full time right yeah full time oh yeah sponsored yep but other than that New England kind of like the Midwest it's it's almost frozen in time it's like it's just this no one's thawing it out yeah you know you're right and it's, uh, it's so anyway I'm doing my best to do that through long form interviews and you're doing a really good job keeping people updated on what's happening now like I, I wouldn't have a clue I mean I don't watch all of them hmm. but I wouldn't have a clue of of these people you're talking about yeah whatsoever. and that's kind of the point of it too just yeah. for the people who don't have time to sit there and scroll through ride or Facebook to see this yeah. kind of stuff and yeah, I mean, I'm not like doing hours and hours and hours of research to find out stuff. I kind of just scrape the surface of the big mm-hmm. stuff that I feel like people would care about and talk about that so that you have this one place you can go once a week. Right. If you care about anything that's talked about, right. it's all there for you to check out. And how do you get this whole... So in YouTube, uh, just like a podcast, you can, you can list links to... Much yeah. of the things we talk about, which I've never done, not mm-hmm. cor- not correctly anyway. I'll throw like the sponsors on there and, yeah. and things like that. But but you detail it so it's all in order, and you know whether whether you start with um, we usually start with news and yes, then sponsorship you, news, then videos, yes, then videos, products, bike checks, interviews. Yeah. It's, but, but you link everything. There's a hyperlink for everything. That must take. <laughs> I don't, well, know you, I don't know how you do it. Maybe you're just used to it and you're faster than I am. But I could never do it's it. It's kind of the way that I structure my, how I prepare for it too, though. Because mm-hmm. what I'm doing is I'm going to ride. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing my screenshots. And at the same time, I'm opening new tabs for every single thing I screenshot. So uh, while, I'm, while I'm getting it ready, I'm, I've got a Word document up that I'm putting all of the links in and putting things in an order. And... Uh, Normally what I'll do is I'll leave all those tabs up and then I'll watch every single video yeah. and make notes on it in my Word document. Right, right. And then I'll go in, talk about it, kind of use my notes as a guide, mm-hmm. and then I'll delete all of my notes at the same time because I can't put them in order until I have my notes as yeah, far as yeah, videos yeah. and what right. I think is the best video of the week. Right. So after that, I delete all my notes, save it again, mm-hmm. and so that's easy to just cost, copy and paste into YouTube. Say, yeah. So it's just kind of how I prepare for it. Talk about writer's block. I've written way more and had less trouble than this stuff. It's tough. It yeah. can be tough. And I want everyone to cry for us today. You know, I want <laughs> everyone to... <laughs> I want a lot time, of sympathy I mean, all day. It's no. not, but it's not worth no. to us. You know what I, I mean? Like, you're yeah, doing that and you're yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I hate yeah. this right now. It's like, no, I'm no. doing that and I'm like, just time flies and it happens yeah, yeah, quick yeah. and it's just... 
yeah. doing it because you like it. Right. Yeah. And obviously, I'm I'm kidding because I go to so many places and it's just as much fun whether I get to ride or not because mm-hmm. I get to meet these people more in depth. Like I kind of knew who they were, but then I really get to meet them, and and that's been a lot of fun. So you lately having guys like Montana Ricky and mm-hmm. and Catfish, I think that's really cool. Plus, you've had other people come through. Like Casey, Casey Smith. Yeah, he's just out front. Yeah, and and like you said, it's a hub, so you see a lot of people throughout the winter. Anyway. Um, Yeah, I got to meet some of those Powers dudes. Like they just put out that video from when they were here and at the wheel mill. Yeah. Richmond area. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's them. Yeah, those guys came through, and Uh and the one guy was doing crazy stuff, and I was all excited about it, and then I saw him on uh, his way out or something like mm-hmm. that then found out that they were Powers guys oh, so it was okay. kind of cool at the same time watching the video yeah. and, see, and then talking about it so it's like I met these guys had no idea who they were yeah, then yeah. I see the video come out it's like oh that's cool yeah, yeah. and that kind of happens a lot it does here it... yeah I mean that's one thing I I kind of hate or just it kind of sucks at the same time because like I feel terrible whenever someone like recognizes me, but I don't know who they are at first. Until you get older, but it's it, it sucks because I have the worst memory <laughs> ever, and like I want to remember everyone or know some, but like people don't all put their faces on Instagram, right, right. so you you don't have faces to put to names. I had to guess with Casey. I'm like, that really looks like him. So screw it. I'm just gonna ask. What do I care? Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna yeah. happen? Yeah, no, so, my name's George. And, I'm from and Minnesota. You know, being raised like yeah. everyone's here. Mm-hmm. So like, just last weekend, I mean, I'm out here getting a drink of water, and I'm like, I feel so self conscious and anxious because I'm like, I feel like there's somebody that I should know who they are, but I don't. That just rolled through. And it through. makes me feel so bad. I could be your uh, your assistant. I can kind of. Get the sneak tip. I won't tell them who it's for, but then I'll be like, Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. I just walk around on crutches all day now. So yeah. <laughs> but no, then the, the, the cool thing about it is once you talk to these people, it's, you got people from everywhere mm-hmm. to be friends with. It's awesome. That, that part has been really cool, especially when you're someone like me that's admittedly naive to a lot of what is going on with the people I'm interviewing. Mm-hmm. I can only do so much research. You know, some people aren't, some, maybe one, has actually said something. I'm sure there's people that, that if they don't like it, they just don't listen anymore. Oh, yeah. But it's um, just picking up that gap and trying to learn about the person, it, it almost has to happen during the conversation. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously there's certain people that have done certain things that maybe you'd want to ask about yeah. before, like knowing before mm-hmm. you go into the interview. But I think getting to know the person through the interviews even better. Yes. Yeah. And I'm always, and I'm always uh, pumping up the face-to-face thing because I think it's the best form of interaction when mm-hmm. you get you get the most out of it. Like you forget this thing's even on because you're just having a conversation. So yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll practice your method, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll attach on your podcast. I'll attach the links. Uh, but yeah, it's I've always been impressed with how much you've been able to juggle, and uh, and 
wait, is Victoria doing all this? Are you just, is she the one yeah, behind the curtain? Yeah, she's actually doing everything. I, yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to feel like, maybe I don't know the whole story. Here, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's, I think it's cool in, in, it's, it's really cool, Victoria, that you, like, support it, because I can't, I can't imagine the amount of work that he's doing not having, like, your support and you being into it and you film too, right? For him. Yeah. Yeah, my bike check. Any handheld clip in the bike check that I put out this year was yeah. her filming. Yeah, and that's awesome. So let me get to the thing that everyone always wants to know, because I've been accused of not accused in a bad way, but like a few people think I don't even work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I work. I work fifty hours. I yeah. I work and I have a long commute, so no, I just make it happen because if you want something to happen, you just make it happen. Yeah. So you, this question is really supposed to go to you. So you do, you work as well? Yeah, I do like Photoshop type work, freelance mm-hmm. graphic design. Mm-hmm. If literally just anything that I can do to avoid having to go somewhere every day. Right, drop, right. In so, order to enable myself to be able to put as much time and effort needs to go into the YouTube channel and all of the stuff that I'm doing for BMX yeah. to try and just make it happen. Mm-hmm. Basically, I like, I think a lot of people think that you make a lot of money from YouTube. And the reality of it is, yes, there has been money building up, but I haven't taken a single cent no. from YouTube yet. Like, no. it's building, but I haven't been paid. Does it take a little while before you can even monetize it, as they say? Right now, yes. When I first started it, the rules were kind of a lot less. They were a lot more relaxed. Uh, now you have to have a certain amount of subscribers and a certain amount of time in videos watched before you can even apply for really? YouTube to review your stuff and then like, make a decision on whether or not you're, I don't know, qualified yeah, yeah. to make put ads on your videos to make money. Right. So like last year at just about this time mm-hmm. is when they put the notice out like if you don't have this criteria by February, I remember that. You're out and you have to apply once you're in. And yeah. I didn't know if that was like for, for real or not or No, it's it real. Just, but it used to be that way too because mm-hmm. I made I've been making videos so long. I remember right. YouTube when YouTube was just starting and mm-hmm. I remember the whole partner program beginning where uh-huh. they did have requirements like that at first too. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Um, but now it's been a year since then. Is it, is it, how is it doing? I mean, are you happy with it? With um, my YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, everything could be better, obviously. Sure. And, but the progress is there. But are you getting the content out that you that you your goal was for to as far as content goes I mean I didn't really have a, a goal when it came to content I just mm-hmm. want to document I don't mean total content but like the type of content are you getting oh, yeah. are you feeling good about what you have going out as the product you know what I mean as the finished product yeah I mean I, I would if I got to the point where like I was able to provide for myself based on YouTube mm-hmm. I would absolutely up the quality because yeah. right now I'm using my phone mm-hmm. for session videos and whatnot. Uh-huh. so I would I would like to film with a camera and be able to put the kind of time into it but you know like, yeah. you only have so much time and you have to right. do things to make money to pay bills Yeah, 
and I, yeah. I can't go too far into that, like, yeah. as far as taking away from that time. Yeah. But, I mean, when it comes to the stuff I'm making, it's all fun mm-hmm. sessions and yeah. just basically documenting what's happening. Right. And doing it all the time. Right. So it sounds like you haven't been busy at all. So you started Lip Words. I'm just kidding. You were like <laughs> way too busy. Lip and all of a sudden you, you started Lip Words. But that took off, That came right? way before the YouTube stuff. Oh, it did? You yeah. had started that? Lip Lords was started in 2013. And I didn't even make the YouTube channel I'm uploading now until uh-huh. mid-2015. Really? Lip Lords was like my main focus mm-hmm. for a few years. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it blew up. And it was like... It was crazy how that happened because it just started as an idea of like, what if I made a video on this one ramp with only this certain style of tricks? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be sweet. Right. And I made the video and we ended up filming enough to have two done at one time. And I was like, oh, if yeah. it gets 100 views in a day, right. I'll upload the second part. Uh-huh. And in reality, I was going to do it anyways because I had the second part uploaded before I uploaded the first oh. part. And so I dropped that. And then a couple months later, put out the third part. And that one got like 15,000 views. And it was like, yeah. I think what it was is that I caught the height of edits and web videos. Mm-hmm. Not the height of it, but right, like right. The, right before it like crashed, you could say. Yeah. And just it, it went crazy. Yeah, that... So you basically have two different, you've got your, your Brantmore content mm-hmm. that's under Brantmore, right? It's under yeah. your name. And then you've got the Lip Lords deal. That has, so you're saying that has a channel that's been released? That uh, I put that on my, my Vimeo page. Oh, uh, okay. And the, okay. I'm, what I'm talking about is the videos of myself mm-hmm. and people at my local park, not the the Instagram best of stuff. I got you. that started about a year ago, and that gets a lot of attention. I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. gets a lot and, of play, which is great. And that's the whole goal of it is to take people from mm-hmm. literally across the entire world mm-hmm. who aren't getting attention. Maybe that's not the point is to give them attention, but mm-hmm. like to give them an outlet. Uh huh. So like, if you did this sweet lip trick, you can send it to Lip Lords. I'll post it yeah, yeah, and then it goes into like a best of video at the end of the month and then that goes on ride and everybody oh, really? gets to see it oh, that's cool but when it comes to Instagram and stuff it's totally separate like uh-huh. I completely don't want to put myself or anybody like that not anybody I don't want right. to put myself on Lip Lords whatsoever I want to yep. keep that everyone else and at the same time, I'm only posting stuff that the person or someone who knows that person sends to me. Okay. I'm not finding that. Right. I'm right. making it so if you're going to be on that page, you're going to send it to me because I want it to be like a community yeah. that everybody gets excited about everybody and everyone yeah. feels like they're part of it rather than just, oh, hey, this random page reposted my clip. Right. Right. Which we all see lots of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That's a good way to handle it, I think. And yet we still get to watch you do your own riding, either on Instagram clips or, or on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I just remembered something from What's earlier, that? too. Uh, when we were talking about 
you said something about uh, you don't necessarily ride my style of riding. Mm -hmm. I want to put in there too, though, like ride the trails or ride street, ride skate park and whatnot. But I think that a lot of people think I only do lip tricks and that kind of stuff and all that weird stuff I put on Instagram because that's all I put out there for Mm -hmm. Instagram. But I live between skate park and trails. In the summer, I ride just as much trails as I do skate park. I just don't broadcast it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just caught wind of it because mm-hmm. I follow you and I just saw some clips. Yeah, I want through. everyone to know about trails too because like yeah, I love our trails and I want everyone to come ride them. Yeah, and this is Apple Creek? Yep. Is that right? Yep, I Apple think, Creek uh, Trails. I think Wild Bill from um, Long Island made a comment about that. Yeah. It, was a, it was a simple, fun comment but it was uh, I'm learning about these comments right now. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> I didn't look at them. Well, Bill asked if, uh, is Apple Creek dry? And right I now? Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now, absolutely I think, not. I wonder if he's, he, well, there's always the joke about dry guys and, and I don't all that. know what so, that even means. <laughs> means they don't, they just show up when the trails are ready to ride. They don't oh. put any work into it. So, um, is Apple Creek dry? That could go either way. With, I'll answer it in that sense and the other like, one. I gotta think, Bill's obviously smart enough to know we're in the middle of the winter, so it's, I yeah. had a feeling it was probably more the dry thing because he is the best ball buster to dry people, dry guys. Um, well, the thing about Apple Creek is that, like, when it comes to the locals and people who come out and ride all the time, mm-hmm. obviously we want ever those people to come and dig. Yeah. But, like, if you were going to come out here and ride, mm-hmm. the owner, John Tullis, and, and I, we're the two main people who kind of help out with digging. Uh-huh. Uh, we wouldn't expect you to dig whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We want you to come and ride and have fun and not worry about touching a shovel and putting time into right. it. And a lot of people, like, think that's weird or, like, oh, you should dig if you want to ride. Like, no, yeah. you should not have to drive eight hours and then dig for a couple hours before you can ride. I want you to come and have yeah. fun. Because that's the point. And, and then when, because I live five minutes away, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you leave the next day, I'll come and dig and make everything good again for the yeah. next person. Right, right. That's just the, that's the way it's always been there. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I would rather have fun with people riding than worry about. I, I, think, I think the majority of, of trails are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Me being in Connecticut, if I go to Massachusetts or Long Island mm-hmm. it's, or Caddy or Posh, you're not close enough to be a dick. Well, I shouldn't say you're not close enough because I've known people that have driven a long way mm-hmm. each weekend to work there. But anyway, you, this is a donation box. If you want to donate, great. Yeah. If not, we're not making you have mm-hmm. fun. You know, so, yeah, so anything I, that takes away from the fun of it is just. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. yeah, I think we're on the same page there for sure because it's you don't work this hard to get word out for, to people to understand what what you could do, what you could learn. Just you recognizing how much fun it has been in your life and and mm-hmm. have them hopefully experience that same yeah that same you know happiness with a hobby. So I I think it's. I think it's good. I just, uh, that one part of things I, I hope starts to come around a little bit because we need more people riding. Well, I mean, that's you one just... aspect of it too is that there, I'm sure there's a lot less 
people who are like that. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, the term trail Nazi, is that yeah, what people yeah. say? That, I feel like there's a lot less of those being created uh-huh. than there are going out as time goes on. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, that also makes less trails. It does. It does. People give up on trails, I think, a lot. Or it's just too difficult to find the spot. Yeah, and that's why I think one aspect of it that makes it so we can be that way is the fact that John owns the property. Mm -hmm. It's his, the city, town, whatever, like nothing to do with it. Really? They'll never be able to be plowed because Uh he owns the land Mm -hmm. and he says what happens there. Really? Nice. It's not on public property. And he rides too? Oh, yeah, he rides more than anyone. Because I would not be surprised in today's day and age if, if people do things just because they want other people to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's that way too, mm-hmm. but he's also obsessed with digging and riding. Oh, like, really? Totally. It's, uh-huh. that, that's his life. <laughs> John is rad. Yeah. And he's in his 40s. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's awesome. It is. There's, uh, yeah, there's more of us old, old people in books. <laughs> <laughs> there's more and more right now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Be, being here, right? There's, they're all here right now. But like, that's one thing about my YouTube channel is I think the majority of the people who watch are older guys yeah. who've gotten back into BMX. At least those are the ones that comment. Tim Oliver, uh, Eastern PA guy. He's here. Posh. At least he will be here. Yeah, yeah. I saw <laughs> that him and Becky are here, so that's yep. cool. And I believe Tasha and Jess are here too. Yep. From out that way. He said, Brent, what got you started on your style of riding? Thinking outside of the box. There are, uh, there are a few people that stand out and have a very unique style. Carl Hinckley being another rider. Both of you are a breath of fresh air in the BMX world. So, I like that one. Well, thank you, Tim. And, yeah. uh, Man, honestly, I don't know what, like, pushed me, like, if there was a specific thing or not, because mm-hmm. when I started riding, I would make videos, but I can't remember watching videos. Right. I can't even remember knowing that DVD stuff existed. Yeah. And, like, I have no memory of knowing what Woodward was, right. or wanting to go there, or anything like that, yeah. or knowing who anyone was. The only things I can remember are the Dirty East 2006 contest video uh-huh. at the Flow, and then Scotty Kramer's Felt Bikes video at a concrete skate park. And other than that, yeah, I the only things I remember are the people I was riding with, yeah, and all of that kind of thing. I think just the pe- the people I rode with influenced the riding because uh-huh. I feel like. Before I started doing all the wacky lip trick stuff that I do, uh-huh. I was kind of a mixture of everyone that I rode with. Yeah, you yeah. can say because like I have friends who would do ice pick stalls and five forty taps on quarter pipes, and I love doing that. And then jumping tricks, you know, yeah. no footers and X up and all of that stuff. Right, I would right. do all of that, mm-hmm. and then trails. Right, and I mean, for the longest time, I didn't really like street riding that much, mm-hmm. just because I felt like I didn't really do anything. Right. So I didn't really think about that aspect of it, but I can specifically remember one time being at the skate park, filming a clip, uh, 
because my buddy Sponge and I used to make split edits together. And I remember being in an ice pick and figuring out I could hold a toboggan in it. And I think it was just all downhill from there. And it was like, Mm. it got to the point where I wanted to put every single trick possible Uh into all of those lip tricks. Like doing bar spins in my ice picks and candy bars and all of that kind of stuff. I I wanted to see what was possible. And that's what Lip Lords was all about. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to see what I can do on this one ramp with all of these tricks and how much different stuff I can throw into it. And I don't, I feel like the influence behind that was the people I was with and then just randomly coming up with these weird ideas. Cause I can remember I would do five taps on the quarter pipe. And I remember one day adding in like a, a back pedal or something like that. Right. And then just progressively more random stuff got thrown in from there but I kind of boiled it back to also at the same time when Scotty was here last winter Mm -hmm. and I gave him that drawing I was telling him how I watched those those felt videos Mm. and I had a realization I was like you know what in those videos Uh all he's doing is five taps and ice pick stalls and all of the stuff that I did but like I can never remember being like I want to do that yeah. It was just, I watched the videos, thought it was awesome, went to the skate park and rode. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, it's still to this day, I've only seen probably five full-length videos. Really? That's all I've ever watched. I'll X that out of my question list. Actually, no, what is it? No, no. Uh, <laughs> the question is actually, um, because of that gap of time that I that I have, and I, I probably yeah. talk about ad nauseum here, because... Um, I want to learn about that time, which mm-hmm. is why I want to talk to people like people like you. What's the time? Um, I'm sorry, 98 to 2014. So it's a big chunk. I could help you with 2006 to 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and everyone has everyone has a you know a, a strong feeling about certain time periods, or yeah. let's say videos that are associated with that time period. Yeah. So I've actually started to ask people in my interviews. Um, Name three videos that you think are really important for me to watch that may explain or even uh, represent that that chunk of time, whether it's 2006 to... I would say, I mean, that Dirty East contest video, if you've never seen it, mm-hmm. that video like is an amazing representation of what everyone did in BMX at that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't say that 100% for sure because I didn't yeah. really watch other videos right, but being right. where I'm at now and watching older stuff now I would definitely say because that was a period of time where everyone in BMX came to the flow like all yeah. the big names you had Garrett Reynolds in there uh, Matt Brett Mad Dog was in those yeah. contests uh, who else Glenn Salyers would come out mm-hmm. um all kinds of huge names that I can't think of off the top of my head but everyone would meet so you had everybody doing their best stuff for this contest and it made one crazy video like insane stuff and that's the Dirty East one Dirty East 2006 that video has I think it has over a million views on YouTube really? it's nuts Perfect. And you don't have to name three. I mean, you were talking about how you don't really watch a lot of them, but that yeah, one stuck right out to you. I never watched. I, 
I can never remember watching videos. Like there's only mm-hmm. a few that stick out. Like the the only other video I can think of that I can remember watching back then yeah. wasn't even from like pros or anything. It was just some random guys that made a video and it had a Hillary Duff song to it. That's that's what I remember. I don't, right, right. I don't remember ever watching videos. Mm-hmm. I never like to go back to Tim's question. I never watched videos and was like, I want to do that trick or I want to be like right. that guy. So I think it just it kind of just developed and it just happened to be similar to what like people were doing in the 90s 2000s yeah. and then it got to the point where like I came across props best of 2000 and okay. all watching those old videos would give ideas and yeah. things would go from there do you have any similarities with Carl maybe what you're trying to do maybe writing style or just um, I think um, we both just kind of do what's on our mind and like if we have an idea we just go and try it without caring about anything else like yeah we have an idea no matter how dumb it might be or i don't think it's dumb but other right, people right. might think it's dumb uh yeah just go and see if it works and yeah. go from there and film it put it mm-hmm. into a video and right put it out there yeah he's it's freestyle that's the that's the thing that's in common freestyle doing whatever you want on your bike whenever you want to do it however you want to do it on whatever ramp you want to do it on and just because that's what you want to do yeah uh, Montana Ricky has a has a uh, he put a question a comment on there that, that's I think it's spot on but um, so he says small town boy with big world dreams <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh because, because Ricky right, Ricky though. I know. <laughs> Ricky came from. Uh, that was what, him too. What's the, what's the, Montana. He Montana the, Ricky. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Montana. She's. Um, yeah. So he. Uh, same type of deal. Yeah. I'm sure there wasn't a lot going on in Montana. You yeah. Know? So uh, so anyway, I I thought that was pretty funny. And then he's. This is where it gets. Uh, it gets, pretty identifiable, I think. But he says he, he keeps it real and rides how he wants. That's what freestyle is. I wish BMX could grasp the fact that uh, the uh, the word free is separate from style. I can't wait to hear this and good pick on this one. Always great to hear about people. No one picks. Uh, and I'm sure he's referring to instead of going for uh, Dennis McCoy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about people in our our own yeah. area under your own nose under our own noses but um, and he said always uh, yep I, I love all the mainstream pros or people we all know but everyone picks those dudes gets old this will be refreshing so he uh, he obviously recognizes and appreciates what you're doing oh and, I, I love Ricky yeah, he calls me sometimes and we'll talk for an hour just about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Does he yell good morning, fuckers? (laughs) (laughs) Contrary to his internet persona, Montana Ricky does not talk in caps lock. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) He he definitely, on Facebook and Instagram, sometimes even when he texts me, he'll talk in caps lock. But, But I mean, that's one thing that I... I feel like a couple years ago, if you asked, talk, 
you said mm-hmm. that comment to me, I would give you a different answer. Because mm-hmm. I used to look at things very like pessimistically in, in regards to BMX in the industry. But at the same time, I started looking at the other side of things. Was like I used to think like, man, there's nothing but scumbags and companies are promoting all this bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Kids, underage people who are posting drinking on their Instagram. And, you know, that still happens. Right. But then I realized, man, if you take a step back and look at it, mm-hmm. that's only a small portion uh-huh. of what's actually going on. It might be a little bit more promoted mm-hmm. because those guys are the top of BMX right now. Sure. But they're a small fraction of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, I mean, yes, when it comes to the industry and who's who in BMX and who's popular, I absolutely wish that companies would put more stock in riders who aren't all the same. And there's a lot of teams, Mm -hmm. companies with teams that are all different people, but when you compare the teams to other teams, a lot of people just kind of mix together and all do the same tricks. And I just had this thought the other day, I was like, I feel like companies should promote and have riders who are doing things that no one else can do. If there's a thousand kids out there mm-hmm. who can copy your exact lines, mm-hmm. it's awesome that you've like inspired them to do that. Right. But I feel like the people who should be at the top are the people who are different enough and doing things that that not everyone else can do. Right. And I definitely wish that there would be a what do you want to say? I don't know the word you'd want to use, but a change. Mm-hmm in the way things are but I think that's also part of BMX feeling like everyone has to be marketable yeah and and in order to be marketable you've got to be similar to what's popular and trends and yeah. and all and that's where the thinking of the other side of things mm-hmm. comes in you've got to think about the other side of it yeah companies would love to have mm-hmm. 10 different types of Eric Elstrand on their team yeah, yeah. but are kids gonna respond to that? Or is it is it because of the fact that a thousand kids out there can go and do someone's tricks uh-huh. that they follow this team and that's how they get business? Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, the riders are representative. Like, that's Ooh. their job to sell a company's mm-hmm. products. Yeah, ultimately, that's it. And I, I wish that things would change a little bit in the sense that freestyle would be what's more important actually Ricky's a perfect example of it too right I mean he he does some pretty untraditional stuff oh for sure and just is so creative and so creative that my buddy ground Chuck Isaac like him and Ricky have a huge appreciation for each other and he just loves he kind of teases him and said you know I forget how he worded it, but it was something like, if I wanted to do this, this, and this, I would, I would drive a forklift. You know? <laughs> if I wanted to be able to spin, oh, reverse, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. It, it was pretty funny the way And that's the other thing you got to think about, too. But like, he I still appreciates... Right, I don't want saying. anyone to think, because I, like, wish that things would be more freestyle, that mm-hmm. I don't appreciate or respect, like, people who are doing all that stuff. Right. Because I respect anyone who's having fun right. and, like pushing themselves on their bike. Mm-hmm. So like, 
if I don't you're, think anyone would ever think that about you, by the well, way. Well, you know, you never ever. know some people, and I feel like you have to say things sometimes for anyone to have that thought. Yeah, and, right. And, like, the one thing I would say is, like, there are obviously people out there who follow the trends and just do the tricks that are popular instead of being themselves. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of people that I wish would just, like, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Do what you have fun doing. Anyone who goes out there and forces themselves to learn everyone else's tricks just to stay relevant. Right. I feel right. like those are the people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Oh, man. I have uh, struggled with that word relevancy for so many of my podcasts because I often interview people that are that are older. They're mm-hmm. in their 40s and it's like there's that fine line behind having fun or doing something to check it off, which I'm guilty of, to make sure I can still do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's when yeah. the relevancy thing comes in because ideally you're thinking about your own self, your own self motivation and just, you know, it's really your own, not battle, but you're, you're trying to keep up and in your mind saying, oh, I, I'm okay still. It's not for everyone else to see. It's like, right. I, I could still, another year's past. Well, you, no matter how old you are, you still have that thing in your head that's mm-hmm. like, you have to do this. Like, if I, if you don't do this X up can-can mm-hmm. like you do, if you don't do this over this jump right now, you're a failure. Yeah. That's what your brain's saying. Yes. And that's what you feel. And that's, like, where the pressure comes from, at yeah. least for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, if I don't get this trick, mm-hmm. I don't care if it takes me six hours. If I don't get this, I'm going to be pissed off yeah. the yeah. entire way home until I forget about it. Right. I'm going to be mad until I forget about it or until I can go back to the skate park mm-hmm. and do it. And that's another part of Lip Lords. And that's like everybody has that in their head. Mm-hmm. And then just goes back to the thing I just said. Some people do it to stay relevant or right. for the attention. But I think most people, and that's looking at it on the other yeah, hand, yeah. Right. most people have that thing in their head. It's like, right. you have to do this right now. Right. I don't know why you have to do it, but you do. All right. The only thing that scares me with that is um, some people become so good. I think it's hard to. It's like basically, basically when the when the show's over and you're and you're back to riding, you know, just you riding because you mm-hmm. love it. But it's like that struggle of okay, um, Dave Muir, you know, tried to. Stop. Or you know where you quit. were. Is that what you mean? Like you know what you used to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, and kind of like and a, someone like him. I mean, obviously he's the exception, that rather than the rule because he was so big, yeah, so big into not. He found other things to to plug that gap. Yeah, you know whether it be triathlons or, or he was doing all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like physical challenges. So. I hope that more people think the way you're thinking and so they don't get themselves in that withdrawal mode of, oh man, it's not like it used to be, you know. Because Garrett Burns talked about how he just go and do this crazy thing without like telling anybody or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I'm, he was no, making a point definitely of I'm going to do my own thing and if mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm going to yeah. do it when I want to do it and it's, if yeah. it's going to make me happy and that's all that matters. Yeah. But yeah, that whole relevancy thing is... is I don't know. It, At the same time, 
if somebody, not like Dave Mira, because mm-hmm. he was totally different, but if yeah, somebody yeah. who's not involved with BMX anymore is struggling because they're not relevant, right. then they're getting what was coming to them because they were in it for the wrong reasons in the first place. And if you need to be relevant to be happy, then like you better find a different way to be happy because that's just not going to happen. Right. No, I agree. I I just, I think it's a real issue. And I I think, uh, I don't even know if they really intended on it being that way. Some Mm -hmm. of these guys, and I don't know their whole stories. I'm just assuming that the money was really good at that time. Yeah. It was time to, it was time to stop. And, uh, it's like, uh, you know, letting go of that. It's hard. I'm sure it's hard when you have it, have everything or when you're in that position and then you're not anymore. Right. That's, of course, that's when you go back to the roots of why you do it in the first place. Right. Which is something I think Scotty Kramer's done a great job with, um, because he he's, he loves the sport. He clearly loves oh, the, yeah. the sport. So th- I wish there was. I hoped there to be more more those kind of stories down the road. But like, to come around to what we're talking about. If you're in it because you love it, you're gonna be happy to just do what you can do and just be mm-hmm. there right. doing it. Yeah, I agree. All right, let me hit you with some other questions. Mitch Warren BMX. He said, what would, uh, what would have been your biggest obstacle you have had to overcome to promote BMX? Well, I feel, like there, I feel like there isn't one. The, mm-hmm. If you want to promote BMX, what's getting in your way? What's stopping you from doing it? Yeah. You know, like, obviously, to do, to make videos. I and mean, even then, everyone has a cell phone. So you can't even use right. money to have a camera as an excuse. Everyone can edit on a phone. Uh-huh. And you could, if you wanted it that bad, nothing's an obstacle because you could go to Starbucks to upload something sure. or do whatever you want. I mean, I guess it just depends on your uh, perception of what promoting BMX is. Mm-hmm. But I think no matter who you are, if you want to promote BMX, nothing should be able to get in your way. I've, I can't think of anything that's ever gotten in my way. I think that's why I do so much mm-hmm. because I don't have like obstacles preventing me from doing certain things. Uh-huh. Which is great. I'm... You have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You're doing this. Mm-hmm. You're putting the time in. You're traveling. You're making it happen. And so many other people are doing the same thing. I think, I think anybody could promote BMX yeah. in any way. Oh, absolutely. Like throw, a, throw a jam I mean oh my gosh, anything yeah. like that yeah. like I I feel like I'm in thinking about the kinds of things I've done I've tried to do everything I possibly could mm-hmm. just to promote BMX and mm-hmm. just for the love of just doing it right so I, I really can't think of an obstacle that's ever been in the way other than time sure just, there's not enough time in the day to do everything you right. want to do and that's out of your control so yeah yeah, I'd say there aren't really, there hasn't really been an obstacle. Yeah. And I don't think there should I like be. It. No. I, I don't think so either. I think it would just be an excuse if there was. Most, most probably, yeah. It would be. To be you, truthful you, for myself, mm-hmm. everybody's situation's Letting, different. Right, right. Yeah. And sometimes you just 
tired. You know, mm-hmm. you just yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other aspect of it is like, you don't have to do everything all the time too. Right. Right. It doesn't it's take true. much to promote BMX. No. It really doesn't. No. And it's a small demographic, so you can you can pretty much reach most people. I mean, sh- <laughs> the. I, do stupid tricks in an ice pick stall on Instagram and they get 50,000 views. Uh If I can do that, imagine putting, like, and that's at the most a couple hours of my time just to land the trick. Right, right. If I can do that and make that happen, imagine what you could do putting a couple days or weeks into something to promote BMX. Right. Some people just ride to ride and don't, they're just there having yeah. fun maybe or participate I should say yeah. either help put it on or participate make sure make sure you get as many of your friends yeah. there and share it on Facebook mm-hmm. you know anything yeah. right right alright uh, Judas otherwise known as otherwise known as Howie D he lives yeah. in Australia thank you he's one of the guys who comments on my YouTube stuff a lot yeah super nice guy he's helped me with a lot of technical things oh yeah yeah um, he, <laughs> like this. I'm glad you didn't read these ahead of time. I couldn't. I I watched or I listened to your podcast, uh, and I uh, see people yeah. like who respond to comments on the questions being asked. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not being that guy. I just I want to be surprised. Tasha sets him straight. She she'll watch it. I've, I've seen her comment. You're not supposed to answer that's the funny. question here. That's that's Tasha. <laughs> that's her. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. I can't wait to see her soon because I'm sure they're here now. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, he wanted to know. Let's see. Let's go with the pressing question. Your YouTube audience always wants to cut. Wants you to cut your hair. <laughs> um, I knew that was what yeah. was coming. Will, will you? <laughs> Will you do it at 10,000 uh, uh, subscribers? <laughs> in this short, Victoria's shaking put, her head no. And <laughs> he put a big smiley face. You know what's yeah. really funny about that? that? I knew this was going to come up. Yeah. Someone commented last night mm-hmm. asking if I would cut my hair for $500 because they would give me $500 to cut my hair and said they would take me much more seriously. I, I, I always think it's the funniest thing ever. Wow. Maybe like... Maybe one day in the future, like some crazy, you know, like yeah. 10 million subscribers. Right, you know, right, Something right. insane. She's like freaking out saying no. <laughs> you're, you're, but, a, you're a no cut. <laughs> no cut. Leave it, leave it alone. But I think it's hilarious. But like, I'm, I'm living in 2006, man. Look yeah. at me. You know, like, that's, yeah. that's when I started riding. That's what I love. I've had the same haircut for 10 years now and like I just like it and, and I feel like I feel like I've found mm-hmm. this is going to take get real serious real quick. Right. I feel like I've like found that. who I was mm-hmm. very early and a lot earlier than most people do in life I feel like I knew exactly who I was at the age of 14 or 15 and I knew like BMX, that's my life. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I just want to ride BMX, I'm not partying, I'm not drinking, I'm not doing anything ever that will take me away from riding BMX. Uh-huh. And, and I just like, I just know who I am. And that's why I find these comments and things. And like when people who aren't 
close make fun of my riding and whatnot. I just think it's funny because like I know who I am. I know what I like. Yeah. You aren't going to affect me because you're not the one on the bike doing it. You're not the one with the hair. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's not you. It's me and I'm happy with it. That's the most important thing. Was there something in your in your being raised as from by single parent? Two parent no. Both parents? Yeah. Okay. Was there something that happened along the way that made you feel that determined to be yourself and and commit to it that way? BMX, dude. That's, yeah. that's literally I mean, it. From the time I got no. my bike, I was just obsessed. Mm. I'm still obsessed. That's why my entire life and why I make all these <laughs> videos and like literally my entire life is consumed by BMX because that's just me. I was just thinking sometimes parents have an influence on that. Maybe it's just that they encouraged it and didn't stop it. They just well, let I mean, you... I don't know. My parents didn't... It took my parents up until just a few years ago, I think, just you know. to even, like, kind of understand that that's just it. That's yeah. what it is. And that's, like, because I think they thought it was a phase or something. But they never, ever, like tried to stop it or anything like that or did anything to take away from it like the the day I, the first day I went to the skate park I ended up with a brand new complete bike because it was right at my birthday the bike shop owner owed my dad some money for working on his car yeah, yeah. so I got a really nice bike for not very much money yeah and uh, they they definitely enabled it a lot mm-hmm. that way and like I can remember using the digital camera that they bought off a of QVC two megapixel, <laughs> you know, really. brick to mm-hmm. video things and make videos. I mean, so, so you had the support at home for sure. Definitely, everything was there mm-hmm. to make it happen as long as I did it, like right. made it happen myself. And I always got my stuff done with school, and I pretty much just lived my life doing everything possible to make sure that I have the time to ride and ride when I want to and do the things that I want to do with riding. Right. Uh, I'm trying to, it, I feel like I didn't answer your question. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think you did. I mean, I, I think it's important to have those, to, to have support in those early years. If you don't have yeah. it, it's an uphill battle well, it's, you, yeah. because you need you you can't be dependent yet you can't drive you can't you know luckily for me i was with him i rode my bike to the skate park every single day oh that's awesome like but it was five miles up and down hills right but i did it every day and then my mom would pick me up at dark yeah um i can just remember i think the thing that kind of that sticks out that set the stage and completely put my mind on that path was watching the ultimate fighter. This is weird. We're getting there though. <laughs> Watching the ultimate no, fighter I'm like, okay, as a as like a 14, 15 year old kid, and yeah. they do the interviews with the people on the show. And I can right. remember one of the guys saying that all he ever did when he was in high school was he trained to be a fighter. Uh-huh. On Friday nights, he wasn't going to football games right. or going to parties. Right. He was training and, and doing that. And I, I just remember distinctly, like everything's coming full circle right now in that I remember being like, I want that to be me. I want 
I want to. I don't want to party. I don't want to go to football games. I don't want to do anything. I just right. want Friday nights. I want to ride my bike mm-hmm. every day. I want to ride my bike. Right. And one day, I want to tell somebody that that like that was it, and mm-hmm. like that I didn't do any do those things because I wanted to ride. Right. Right. I think. I think it's awesome, and I also think that it's. Uh, a completely homogenized kind of uh, BMX culture would be gotta be boring it would, if if everyone was just cookie cutter same oh, yeah. deal so I like that you guys do your own thing yeah. and you're content with it and if someone has something to say about it whatever yeah, it's, <laughs> whatever man because that's really the way it should be so yeah I mean obviously when people who are close to you say things that affects you but yeah, I was also on the internet at the beginning of YouTube and all of those things. And yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say it because everything's private right now and no one can find it. Yeah, yeah. I used to do screamo music covers on YouTube, and <laughs> no one in BMX can hate as much as people on the internet to a kid with long hair covering his eyes yeah. trying to be a screamo singer in his basement like on YouTube. I got right. so much hate. Really? And and people in this in high school everybody would just like how'd you deal with it? I mean, these are real issues for for kids in high school now. BMX. They have a literally, hard time. Being. That's all I cared about. And that got you 100%. away from that mind space. If somebody and... was making fun of me, I didn't even care about it. I mean, right. I can remember things affecting me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I also remembered just, I know I'm going to go to the skate park and I know people like me there. Right, right. And I know I have fun there. Like, I don't care about what other people say. Mm-hmm. And and if that's one thing that anyone takes away from is like, it might not be BMX for everyone, mm-hmm. but everyone has like something that they can find. Right. That makes them not care about what other people have to say mm-hmm. about what they're doing. Sure. Yeah. And for me, that's that was BMX. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I guess I just got used to the the hate really early. And you dealt with it in a well successfully dealt with it. I would say, you know, I don't know how much time. <laughs> yeah, you're here, and you're still doing your own thing. So that's yeah. I give you a lot of credit because it's um, and it's tough at that age. That's part of kind of at least a few years ago. It was my goal. I like I never gave two single shits about uh-huh. being sponsored right. or being a big name in BMX. It didn't even cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I was making videos for the love of doing it. Mm-hmm. But then when things started to happen, I was like, you know what? I want to be the dude who made things happen for him from a prefab skate park by doing videos on a four-foot ramp that right. anyone else could ride. Right. And I want to show kids that you can do anything you want to do, and as long as you like yourself and you progress far enough with it, things mm-hmm. will happen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be everyone else. You don't have to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You can make stuff happen just by being you. Sure. And that's kind of the goal for everything and like to people who want me to cut my hair it's like why would I cut my hair to please you right I'm not you right I'm me and I'm whatever degree of success I'm having is because I'm me right that's so important and and 
I think this guy Howie gets that obviously oh it brings no, up, he's just making a joke oh yeah but I'm glad he, he made the joke because I, I think it's a you, you gave a, the perfect example an explanation of, of how the way you feel about it and how it affected you and how you successfully came out of it as still being yourself yeah and I mean so in a way I kind of wish that people that that segment of things was out there for like as you know at the very beginning yeah. for kids to listen to and be like maybe I don't have to feel influenced because I mean even here I see young kids who are like good kids who've turned into you know like what do you want hoodlums whatever you mm-hmm. word you want to use for it right. just because they're around like other hoodlum kids right, and that's right. their influence whereas if they were around people maybe who didn't care and were just themselves mm-hmm. didn't worry about all that stuff they might not right I feel like a lot of people need to hear that and I, that's going back to what Ricky said I feel like that's what BMX in the industry needs to be promoting like why are you promoting a 19 year old kid who's putting drugs and alcohol in his Instagram story for kids who are buying the stuff to see you shouldn't be you should be promoting people who don't who promote a good like, should be promoting people who are like Chris Doyle and mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I think I think at the same time on the other hand yeah BMX has always been drinking mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but there wasn't a social media for people to see it right so like you had your video parts and they put it in those videos and you saw it that way right but you weren't seeing it every single day that they were out partying because Mm -hmm. they're posting it on their Instagram right Right. so maybe maybe I think what needs to happen is just people like structure (laughs) that's one thing that there isn't really right well and um hopefully they they uh, kind of link up with people and, and are attached to people that just have that positive influence. Yeah, and, and I used to think about all the time how like, that is why BMX is dying. Mm-hmm. Because instead of companies promoting the Chris Doyles, mm-hmm. not Chris Doyles, obviously, he's huge and promoted, right, but right. the people who are like him, mm-hmm. instead of the companies promoting people like them, they're promoting the guys doing all that stuff we just talked about. Yeah. And parents are seeing that parents more than ever I feel like are monitoring what their kids are doing oh yeah and if they're seeing that on their kids think well it looks like you're not going to the skate park anymore yeah yeah and and I feel like if there was more promotion of the people who were positive doing those good things yeah which has gotten a lot better though mm-hmm. yeah you'd say you'd notice that oh definitely it oh. has it's gotten a lot better in the years since I've had those thoughts mm-hmm but at the same time, I feel like BMX would grow a lot more. I think the Olympics is going to help with that too. Yeah, I hope so. You got mean, clean cut people who are yeah, you have to be positively promoting. Right, right. That's uh, the, obviously the people that aren't buying in on that are just that's not the way they want to. They, and that's they, fine. They want to live. And that, and yeah. you know what? I would say, without shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. That it's better to get kids into BMX through a positive way mm-hmm. and let them find that path on their own right. than to expose them to that 
the griminess of it yeah, yeah. in the first place. I mean, mm-hmm. naturally, there's a select few people, not select few, but there's people out there who are in that environment as a kid. Right. And maybe they see that and get to it that way. Mm-hmm. And that could be a good thing. But I feel like it's way better to let people find their own path than to right. influence them that way. And just hope that those options are in front of them. The, the good options. Yeah. You know, people to look up to, like yourself. Yeah. Um, what's that? I said thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, I speak the truth. Kyle Erickson, you, I would imagine you met him. He's a really cool guy from Massachusetts. Just loves riding. Just Lip trick guy, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. I think so. I, I mean, talked to I know him he rides through dirt park. To him through the Lip Lord's Instagram. Yeah. That's... And I'm not surprised. This guy, like, gets it. He mm-hmm. knows that any part of BMX should be promoted as positive and, and good for you. So, uh, Kyle asks, for real, so much... Oh, it's just a comment. A really nice one. For real, so much love for everything you do on and off the bike. Um... I never want to miss out on and telling you these things because it's well, thank it's, you Scott. it's the truth yeah I mean people, people you are affecting people I think that's the point I'm trying to get across so uh, let's see oh uh, Howie Judas also wanted to know favorite riders past and present to watch uh, to watch ride a mini and bust out lip tricks so it's specific <laughs> to lip tricks it sounds like right yeah he's being past specific to that um my favorite rider, mm-hmm. I say this a lot, is whoever I'm riding with at that time. That's that's who our favorite rider is. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if I had to pick specifically, since he narrowed it down so much. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Obviously, my friend Sponge. I mean, he'll go back and forth in a mini ramp and do tricks that you don't see people doing back to back. Uh huh. He's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, he's the brakeless rider. <laughs> we'll pick a we'll pick a brake rider after that. Wow. I'll pick two. He's okay. the brakeless one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, I mean, dude, I can't pick everyone who's on the deck at the last two Baco jams. Uh-huh. Those are the, the best people to be in a mini ramp with yeah. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Bobby Altizer, T.J. Henderson, Patty Gross. Uh, uh, Dan Sieg was in there. Uh, Billy Woodfin was in there. Who else? Uh, God, I'm going to feel bad if I forget people. Trevor from Ohio, Cleveland, he was in there. Mm-hmm. I can't forget anyone. There's the people like Travis McCray. I know that name. Um, just everyone. I'm sorry if I forgot yeah. you and you're listening <laughs> to this. If you were on the oh, deck good. with me at a Baco Jam, uh-huh. those are the people that I've love to watch in a mini ramp mm-hmm. and just anyone who's having fun with it yeah if you're having fun going back and forth you could be doing a foot jam or a tire tap or double peg stall man if you're having fun with it and you're excited i'm excited watch some of my instagram videos where i'm filming friends <laughs> listen to the video with catfish that i'm about to drop she's shaking her head yeah we legitimately freaked out like yeah. and I'm yelling whenever he's pulling tricks because we're so pumped and that's just the vibe that I you just like. kept feeding off each yeah, other yeah and that's the vibe that I have every time I ride if you're trying something and you're struggling with it yeah. and then you pull it I'm just as excited as you are I'm right, yelling right 
Which is awesome because he's seen so many people ride and he, he's been around so much of it to have him kind of like you, same, same thought process, just, just loves that moment. You know? Yeah, man, it was so... There's a lot of... Yeah. Uh, what do you want? Preconceived notions about catfish out there? I had them, I, I don't know. I, well, do, there are. There are. Yeah. People know them, I'm not going to say any of them because I've never experienced anything like that yeah, and yeah. that's the way I base things with people it's right. off of my experience with them not what I've heard right and man it was kind of crazy to be with him whenever he was struggling with a trick because I felt like I was watching myself yeah because it was like exactly the same he's like when he would mess up he'd be like come on Zach and he'd be like alright right now be yeah, like, come yeah. on baby and like these are all things that I say uh-huh. while I'm trying things away. and I'll be standing there and I'll like motion it with my hands yeah, yeah. what I need to do right. and then I'll like stand on the obstacle and take my bike through the thing and just watching him yeah. do the exact same things say the exact same things yeah it do those just like whoa man I'm never this is crazy like watching myself I can't wait to see this can I get like a sneak preview today or something I'll play it for you I'll, I'll let you watch it alright I'm going to be hanging around for a while today yeah I'll let you watch it I recorded my spot. phone screen to send it to him oh, or okay. computer screen Awesome. But, but yeah, man, anybody who's having fun and pushing themselves, that's, that's, and I'm riding with him at that time, that's right. my favorite rider. Which I think it's awesome that he happened to connect with you because you happen to be a great vehicle to put that positivity out there that will, again, give uh, people more options mm-hmm. if they feel like he's approachable and everything's, you know, it just, it gets better and better when that, when everyone feels comfortable. You know? Yeah. And on that note too. Yeah. Since I talked earlier about like not knowing people mm-hmm. when I see them and whatnot, I want everyone who like listens to this or anything, like if you see me somewhere and I don't recognize who you are, but you recognize me, come up and talk to me yeah. because I don't want to hear about it later. Yeah. I don't want to hear that you saw me and you didn't come up and talk to me and like we didn't get a chance to ride and have fun. Yeah. That like that bums me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to meet and talk to everyone and missing out on those opportunities just I, it bums me out. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's uh, and it's not limited by age. You see it no. happen with adults all the time too. Yeah. And it's see I don't mean the grocery store didn't going to just oh, I know them I went to school with them mm-hmm. well go say hi to them yeah. <laughs> you know yeah but, if you uh, want to talk to somebody and you recognize them do it yeah right right uh, alright let's see all mixed up BMX that's the Instagram handle what inspires your realm of tricks and creative edge on a bike legitimately just random ideas that pop into my head I mean we already talked about the inspiration part of things but like when it comes to the tricks and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I will be doing the most random thing ever and have an idea and I'll write it down in my phone and and since we're doing this and you can't see this right now but I'm showing Joe my trick list because it's already I typed one into it this morning Mm -hmm. this is my trick list Whoa. Things that I've thought of. Whoa. <laughs> Holy cow. That I'm just waiting for the right place to do it. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. The right, like, yeah. time to do it. Right. So I have an idea for something, whatever it might be, and then I'll go to try it. Uh huh. And most of the time, it doesn't work, but something <laughs> else ends up coming oh, from right. it. Yeah. 
So I'll go, I'll go off of that. Mm-hmm. And just in that process, other tricks might come up. Like I made a video about it recently about uh-huh. like the creative process yeah. because I noticed it starting and uh-huh. I was like, dude, I'm filming everything right now. Like, right. and, and it just develops from like these weird tricks. And I'm like, Oh, this might happen. So I test the waters yeah. and, and that's why I think I ride a lot of like the lip trick stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love going fast and jumping high and, but there's only so many combinations that I feel like I can do in the air. But on like a lip, there's so much you can do and you're safe when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about <clears throat> like falling super far or super hard, right. you know? I mean, sometimes you do, but right. But it's just the possibilities I feel like for myself are way bigger that mm-hmm. way. So when I have an idea, just go try it and end up somewhere completely different almost every single time. Well, here's one, because I always think of this one when I, when I think of you doing lip tricks is st- you're stalled mm-hmm. so your rear peg's stalled and yeah. you're you take you take apart almost your, your complete bike and then put it back together uh, the front wheel down. did, did <laughs> that happen the front wheel. yeah did that happen as as a plan something you wanted to do or or came of as something one, else that one was because of the whole fidget spinner oh. trend that was going on okay. <clears throat> I was like how can I make an ice pick stall video out of fidget spinner and I could not think of anything yeah yeah I was blanked out I'm like it's far away from the camera you're not going to be able to see it whatever I was like you know what sometimes you spin your front wheel on your finger like a fidget spinner yeah yeah I'm taking my front wheel off an ice pick stall and then putting it back on after I spin it on my finger those are like a different those are kind of an exception I guess you could say to what I just said because those are those don't usually change yeah, when right. I'm doing them. I think, I think they're fun, though. That's the they're whole point fun. of it. Yeah. It's just, like, so stupid because I feel like, I feel like it's, it's not very often that I think of a new thing to do in an ice pick stall. Uh-huh. So I just got to the point where I was like, okay, if I can't think of any more tricks, I'm just going to do things. Yeah. And that all stemmed from Montana Ricky, too, because last year... Maybe the year before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. At the blackout night, which is going on uh, in two weeks, mm-hmm. or next weekend, he told me to be in an ice pick stall and draw a picture for his Y2K Instagram. Oh, so yeah, I did yeah, that, yeah. and then it blew up. And I was like, <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> People oh want to watch this? Like, really? I was just doing it for fun because I thought it would be funny. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do next? Yeah. And it went, went into the Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> Solving the Rubik's Cube at an ice pick stall. That went on to People Are Awesome. Like, you know, crazy uh, yeah. stuff like that happened. Like, uh, what else was there? Eating it did a, go on there? Yeah, they That's wanted awesome. that video for it. Huh. It's it crazy. They made it like the thumbnail. And it, yeah, the video yeah. got like 20 or 30 million views on Facebook with my yeah. pictures, the thumbnails. Like, holy crap. But it's awesome. it went into like eating a... A whole cupcake in an ice pick, you know, for my birthday and all kinds of dumb stuff. But I have fun with it. Can we do something dumb today? Can I take a seventeen and just wait on the wait on the coping for you to to come up? I'll just start taking crap off. We can. Okay. <laughs> we can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I'll think of something that that we can do while you're stalled. Yeah. There. Every time I do one of those, I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm gonna do next because I have the ideas like. 
what am I even going to do? And then something dumb like a 60 degree day where I take off two coats, my sweatshirt and my pants <laughs> to have shorts on. That one. I do remember that one too. Normally they're fun, but that one just, oh, it made me so mad because it's hard to take off your pants while you're in yeah. a nice pit stall. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you're balancing or is, or is the pedal lock? No, it's that. balance. Yeah, I love when people comment and say, "Oh, his foot's on the ramp." I'm yeah, like, and I, no, it's not. That's why I was asking because I didn't. She's know. shaking her head because she knows if I touch the ramp at all, front tire or left or right Can foot, it over it's again? over. Yeah, right. it's over. I'm just starting over. Right, right. Which is amazing, even more amazing. I guess I really want people to hear that. It's, it's not, it's not like you're locked into a like a chair you know you no, can it's, just it's, do whatever you got a balance yeah that's an incredible amount of balance that's, I'll find something to do to it. maybe it won't involve a 17 mil but well that won't take off my front wheel anyway so oh no <laughs> no cause no, you got it uh, yeah man that's just like I don't know I think I think a lot of people might think that things are like half assed too or whatnot. I I'm very picky about everything that I do. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that thing Ricky posted after his uh, last rider spotlight where he's like, these kids on Instagram that you see, they did that trick 40 times. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I didn't like the way that I did that. <laughs> Smith knows bar. And he's like, I would love to do that. Right. But the reality is I can't. Because when you're 40 years old and you stick the trick, you're going to take that because let's be honest. Your back hurts. <laughs> he said that. I was like, That's funny. man, I'm one of those kids who does things 40 times because I'm not happy with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he, he is funny. I wish he were here today. This Saturday. This coming? Yep. Um, I think I got you. Yeah, I think I got you. So let's... Uh, kind of wrap it up talk about whatever you'd like to close it out anyone you want to thank actually we didn't talk about park tool um, yeah I, was, I could talk about all of that stuff park yeah. tool that was that was crazy yeah just ha- it, however it worked out and how you want to like the story of it yeah and how they believe they must have believed that because they saw enough of you they believed a lot very quickly <laughs> basically yeah. what it was is <clears throat> Because I make my Tip Tuesday videos, mm-hmm. I had the thought, like, what if I could work with Park Tool? Because I use tools all the time, and I could put their tools in my videos. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a nice email, yeah, and that's all it took. Really? Literally, I sent them an email with a couple of my Tip videos in it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, Park Tool's the best. Everyone knows it, you know. Right. You make the best tools out there, and legitimately within a week. I had everything that they sent me. Really? We had the contract signed and they sent everything to me within a week. That's awesome. And it was like, it was the most like smooth mm-hmm. sponsorship thing I've ever done. Uh-huh. I mean, it was the first one with a contract or anything like that. Right, right. It was just like, whoa. And anytime I've ever needed anything, they sent it out uh-huh. that day or the day after that. Mm-hmm. They, we, I have the... I just did that giveaway yeah, on yeah. my Instagram for Christmas, which Jess, who's here right now, yeah, yeah. won. Right. And uh, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? I have it here so I can hand deliver it to him. Right. Like, right. They're, they've been so supportive of everything. Mm-hmm. And they do so much for bicycles. I don't know how much for 
freestyle. I think I might be the only person that they work with freestyle-wise. But they just, they do so much. Yeah. And it's... And they've like, been around a while. Shout too. out to Park yeah. Tool, as I say, every in every video where I'm using Park Tools. Like, mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, anyone else you want to thank and things I made that some are notes. Th that did you good? Because I don't want to forget anything. And things coming want. up too, like if there's something you want to let people know about that's that are coming up for sure. Well, uh, as far as things coming up, I mean, there's a video with Catfish. Uh, you're listening to this right now, so I can't say this is coming up. Right, but right, it right. Is it'll us. it'll be there when this posts. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got videos coming out every week that I I put together. Tip Tuesday videos. If you're interested in that kind of thing, and I mean, just anyone who wants to check it out, I guess search, check it out. Uh, search by Brant Moore. Yeah, you could search Brant Moore BMX. Um, if you got me on Instagram, my YouTube and my Instagram are exactly the same uh -huh. handle, just to make things easier. Right. But uh, as far as like the thank you stuff goes, first of all, I'm going to put this away because I remember now. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for even asking me to do this because secretly, and I haven't told you this yet, I've wanted to do one of these literally for you, since you started doing it. And I've had you on my list and I'm like, Hey, this would be a perfect weekend. Yeah, literally, I've wanted to do this for ever. That's awesome. <clears throat> and just like for how much you do or try to do for BMX and for people in general, like helping Scotty and Kevin Robinson's family and all that stuff. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's a lot of appreciation there, but there can never be enough for that kind of a thing. Well, thank you. And that's where we should direct our attention. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, like... Swamp Fest is awesome. Yeah. Swamp Fest, Battle of Hastings is awesome. It does mm -hmm. a lot for BMX as far as bringing people together. But I feel like there is so much that goes on under the radar because for whatever reason, BMX media doesn't promote as much as goes on. Sure. That stuff like your Scotty Kramer and Kevin Robinson jam Mm -hmm. I feel like that stuff should be getting way more attention than anything else. And I mean, you can agree with that because this jam is the jams aren't for you; they're no. for other people. And you want, oh yeah, it's all it's all that. about how how much support can we get from the from the community? Just yeah. physically being there, you don't have to you don't have to bring a thousand bucks. With yeah, you. just I mean, show up. I guess it kind of just shows people want to party more than they want to yeah, people people love to get together and feed off each other they really mm -hmm. do and, and it's a good it's a good way to do it at the same time we're helping yeah. people so anyway. so so thank you to you thank you i appreciate that and, and like any literally if you made it this far in this podcast right now thank you for listening <laughs> to me talk for two oh no hours. they will <laughs> so and like i made a special note that i want to thank anyone who's out there keeping it freestyle and doing what they want to do on their bike, mm -hmm. how they want to do it, when they want to do it, and not worrying about what other people think. Because mm -hmm. that is freestyle. That's literally where it came from. Yeah. That is where BMX started. Uh -huh. It was people doing whatever they wanted to do on their bikes right. for the right. simple fact that they love or want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted just anybody out there promoting that idea. And, and then when it comes to sponsors, we talked about Park Tool, mm -hmm. Nowhere BMX, right. 
Carl, he's doing huge things for for the people in his area, mm-hmm. and he can never get enough exposure for what he's doing to help out with that. Sure. And alienation, they've helped me out with wheels and mm-hmm. all that stuff for years now, ever since the Flow for a Year contest. Um, then local bike shop Brimstone Bicycles. Okay. I've been riding for them for three or four years now, oh, I yeah. think. And I mean, they, that's another thing like that has in common with everyone that I like work with is that they just help people in the community. Brimstone is a veteran-owned bike shop, veteran-owned and operated bike shop mm-hmm. in Canal Fulton, Ohio. They do nothing but try and help people and like promote riding being healthy like if it wasn't for the shop and the guy who owns it mm-hmm. and the people who are up out there there wouldn't be a skate park right behind the shop really like really? it start yeah it started as this local guy uh, he got he like rode BMX and whatnot and was getting involved and he tried to get a skate park built and then mm-hmm. Skate uh, the bike shop came in and kind of uh, Eric, the guy who owns the shop, is like huge. Like everyone knows him in the yeah. town. It's not a huge town. Yeah, yeah. And he got the permission, I think, for a pad that used to be tennis courts. Okay. For them to put whatever they wanted on the pad. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they started building some ramps and they built a box jump and then some a guy donated a bunch of ramps. Right. So we put those in the thing and then. Me and my buddy Brian built a spine onto that. Uh And it just, like, we had a couple jams on the wooden ramps. And and it just kind of got to the point where those things were falling apart because it's on a floodplain. And it's between two canals. It floods every year multiple times when it rains. So stuff was just dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where Eric, the owner, Mm -hmm. got the city to give allocate some money uh-huh. and they built concrete ramps down there so yeah. now there's concrete mini ramp with a spine in it and a uh-huh. 16 foot wide box jump really? <clears throat> and if it wasn't for the shop and all the people who help out there that would not be there awesome. it's pretty awesome they it do is. a lot and they help me out a lot anything that I need for my bike that doesn't come from other sponsors they mm-hmm. help me out with that's awesome so obviously, huge thank you to all of those people, even if they don't end up hearing this. They will. Because we'll make I, sure. Of I it. mean, I just, I don't know. You just like you were, just like everything you do. You don't realize it until you're, you know, you're walking around and you meet people and they're like, "Hey, I," or they direct message you or whatever it is. And it's yeah, like, yeah, and I get some like, of those. Wow, jeez, this guy and. California or this this person in South America yeah, or whatever. Yeah, see yours when you post those sometimes like I want to post those. Yeah, I just I'm I so excited it. when it happens but I got to I've got to make sure the person doesn't mind because it wasn't a direct message so yeah. I don't want to uh, I don't want to use it you know without the person's permission. Right. So if I don't know then I just take out their name and all that. I don't probably shouldn't even say it but I yeah. don't post mine my examples of mm-hmm. those because inside the main, main reason I want to post it is like a hey you people who are hating on me and what I'm doing and saying that I'm doing this for the exposure and spotlight to be yeah. on me like it's 
Like, if I did that, it would kind of be like, hey, look, this is why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. This is not for you or anyone else who gives me attention. This is for the people who need it. You know, depending on what the context is of what they're saying, um, I think it's really good for people to see because it reminds them one more time that, that we're all in this together. There's no judgment. Yeah. And I'm really glad you found this because hopefully it'll help you network with other people. Yeah. That's that's what the hope is, is that just more exposure. Yeah, yours is totally <clears throat> a different it is. thing. I just feel it is, yeah. And I feel like if I had that thought, I don't even want to put it out there. Yeah. You know? No, I, I hear you. There's, there's enough negativity going on and and I do get enough hate that I don't want I don't want to contribute to any more. I think yeah. I don't know. Well, I know we're wrapping up, but I don't do you do you ever think it's uh I just this thought just occurred to me. Do you ever think it's because I think I may more get more hate if I were younger is what I'm getting at. Do you think your your age puts you get you more as a put you in a position to be more of a target maybe like it's it's easy to snap off at at you because you're younger maybe I, you're I getting less I don't think it's my age I think it's back. what I do I feel like people might think that the wacky weird stuff I do mm-hmm. isn't what I want to be doing or what I want to be putting out there it's more of that I'm doing it for the attention yeah and yeah. and that's just not the reality of it yeah any mature thought process would not think that way. Which is exactly why it's a, a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you think? Maybe well, there's this, you know. yeah, Maybe everyone hates me. No. <laughs> not in that way. I could definitely... I don't know. I don't, no, feel, I don't, I don't feel that way. I think you, there's a, a lot of people that are happy with your positivity and what you're doing. So, and that's what I want to. That's what I want to leave it on. It's just that's literally mm-hmm. all it is meant to be: is positivity, mm-hmm. and getting things out there to try and motivate people to be themselves. Right. That's all I want to do: is help people mm-hmm. and motivate them to be themselves. And that's, that's it. That's like, hard. and and also. I guess even a bigger part of it, that's like what I want other people to take from it. Mm-hmm. But the main reason that I make riding videos mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is so that I have something to remember in 10 years from now, I can be like, oh, hey, remember how I said I have all of my stuff when I first started riding? Well, I have all this stuff from then till now. Yeah. Because I filmed almost all of the tricks like that I'm, I learn right. as I'm learning them and whatnot. Right. And just, because I want to be able to look back and mm-hmm. remember it. Yeah. That's it. Well, on the, on the uh, positive exposure level, I think that's why you and I get along. Because we're both trying to do the same thing for, it, we'll call it, I don't know, genres of BMX. It doesn't really sound right to me right at the moment. But we're each doing it in our sometimes overlapping ways. But um, we're we're getting it. We're getting the word out. We're both working hard for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and I, if we were doing it for the wrong reasons, we would get spit out a long time. You know how fast people would like people catch on to BS yeah. pretty quickly. They do. And if I if this was all BS, man, yeah, two years of this much hard work right, for right. the wrong reasons. Yeah, anyone who has that kind of drive came straight out of an evil villain movie (laughs) (laughs) because no real person or sane person puts that much effort into something fake so with that yes 
thank you to, for everyone in this little microphone here. Yeah. Um, if you've listened this far, seriously, thank you. And if you care enough after listening to this, check out the YouTube channel. Absolutely. We just have fun. I try and teach people as much as I can and help out in any way possible. And you know what else? What? I put on several jams a year with the help of people at the trails uh-huh. and the skate park. Come ride. Yeah. That's, that's the ending thing. Come ride with me. I just want to ride with you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brent. I really appreciate you making the time to do this. And it, it worked out great. It's everything yeah. I had hoped for. And it Sounds like there's about a thousand people out there Yeah, so I hear. Yeah, I feel like we're like just inside of a, of a concert on the other side of the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. It's something big going on out there. But Let's go find out about it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate thank you. it. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Victoria. All right. So there's a couple other people that I wanted to make sure that I shouted out and gave thank yous to in this podcast, which is why I'm recording it after the fact. So I apologize that it slipped my mind at the time of recording the podcast with Joe, but I definitely wanted to make sure that I got this in here and had it included. So with that being said, I wanted to thank Philip Bernali and Full Factory Distribution because they helped out so much on my most recent bike build the frame, the fork, and a bunch of other Odyssey and Sunday parts. So a huge thank you and shout out to those guys. Could not have built my bike without them. And then I also wanted to give another shout out. We kind of mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to thank Ray's and Keith and everyone who does everything that they do to keep Ray's going because it is seriously a special place here in Ohio and we cannot overstate how much we should be grateful for having this place here to ride in the winter because not everyone has somewhere to ride. So thank you to everyone who helps me out in any way possible. And thank you, Joe, for splicing this in here after the fact for me so that I can make sure that I thank all of the people who deserve it.